Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. Big welcome to any new listeners popping in. And of course, any returning listeners, welcome back. Recording this pretty late at night. Tonight, I did do the new Yuck Yucks Pro-Am night. It's a professional and amateur night combined. And it does happen every Thursday at Yuck Yucks here in Halifax. So just a plug for that. It's a lot of fun. You get to see a mix of people. You got to check it out. It was tons of fun. And tomorrow for me will be show number three of three shows in a row. Um, and I'm on just, I'm just hitting it hard. I'm hitting it hard right now. And it's, it's been good. I've been having fun, which is nice. I'm very tired, but I've been having fun. So there you go. Reminder to send in your voicemails or you can fill out the talk line form if you do want to stay anonymous. I'd love to get more of those. So if you want to get in your questions, stories, hot takes or rants on the show, now is your time. Do it up. Send those in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well so you don't miss an episode. Check out the video episodes on the YouTube channel. I would love to hit 400 subscribers. So make sure you're subscribed over there as well. And of course, if you are digging at all, do consider leaving intoxicated an Apple Podcasts rating or review. All right, this week's episode is a special one. This week's guest was actually the first ever comedian that I had on the podcast, what truly inspired me to keep talking to comics. So that's pretty darn awesome and special. This week's guest is the hilarious and lovely Heidi Brander. She's a very funny comedian and writer. She writes for This Hour Has 22 Minutes. She's been all over the country doing stand-up as well, and she's a pop culture expert and fan. This was such a fun episode because this time around, I got to do the segments with Heidi. I had a little more structure, so I did get to know her a bit better, which was awesome. And my favorite part about this episode is we geeked out about pop music. Heidi and I are both pop heads. Like we are obsessed. We love it. This absolutely scratched an itch of mine in terms of talking about music. I just fucking love it. We also talked about being prone to FOMO, fear of missing out, sucking at taking compliments, obligation, gift giving, Halloween, theme parties. This was just so much fun. We actually, we talked a lot about Carly Rae Jepsen. We really bonded over our love for the great Carly Rae Jepsen. So be warned. There's a lot of Carly Rae talk in here, but it was so enjoyable and so much fun. Do make sure to check Heidi out on Twitter. She is at Heidi Brander on Twitter and also on Instagram. She's truly a gem. So I'm so glad that she's on the show today. So guys, I'm going to get right to it. Please enjoy this very fun conversation with the very funny and lovely Heidi Brander. Hello. 
I was actually supposed to do, we, me and Matt, right? We're going to start a, did you ever watch the OC? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were, we were like kind of like getting things in order to do like an OC, like rewatch podcast. Oh my and then gosh. right before we did, the like Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark, who like uh, Summer and Julie Cooper yes. like started one. We're like, well, never mind. Never mind. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. I, you still could. You could put a spin on it somehow. Like maybe do something a little different I than mean, what they do. I mean, if you're going to listen to an OC rewatch podcast, you're going to want to listen to the the like the Summers and the Julie Coopers. I can't, can't lie to you on that. What about an NSYNC <laughs> podcast? I mean, I don't think I could find anyone that wants would want to do that. Honestly, me. like the more specific the idea, the better. True. In podcasting, I find like like you if you could hit the like the NSYNC, the the poppy 2000s like type of people like that would be all. I I just also love music podcasts. Oh yeah. Like ones that just like break down like certain songs or uh, I'm a Swifty. So there's this one called the 13 podcast where they literally each episode is just a song that they like break down all the verses. They go into like the history of like what was going on with her at the time of the song. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if I could do that with in sync. Like let's, let's really break down. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What do they mean when they sing <laughs> bye bye bye? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right, well let's we'll we'll get right we'll get right into her. We'll get this started because you got plans soon, so I don't want to keep you too long. Um everybody, oh my gosh. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. Uh I am so excited today because I have a super, super duper 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 super duper duper <gasps> special so guest. Um, comedian and writer Heidi Brander Hi. is here. What's up? And guys, I mean, if you are a loyal listener who's been listening since the beginning, you might remember Heidi. But if not, pick you up to speed on this. You were my first comedian. So do you do like num- numbered episodes? Yes. Like, oh, so what number episode is this? So this is episode. You will be episode two thirty one. Whoa. So and I was also like episode like what like two 54. or four. Oh, okay. So first first comedian, not first like, comedian. Okay. Yeah. So before I had you on, I was just doing like friends and like people I knew, and then I had you on. And see, because I thought. When I was thinking back to it, I was like, oh, I, I think I had another local comic around on around the same time as you. But it was like 10 episodes later that I got into like the local Halifax people. Um, so you you jump started it being a comedy podcast. I was so funny that right? you had to put on more funny folks. Well, I just remember because I saw you at a show and I stalked you. And then I was like, mm. I really like this bitch. So I'm going to ask her. Um, shoot your shot with people, everybody. That's that's oh the lesson. God. Yeah. That's so nice. Shoot your shot. So welcome back. Thank you. Heidi, so Heidi, Heidi. So you've been in Halifax for a while now. Oh, um, yeah. So long. So, so, so long. <laughs> How long? Like almost a year? Oh, like I thought you meant like just in general, oh, like in yeah. terms of like, the, I've, been, this... I've been working on the show for a long time, but um, I've been here since last August. Okay. And it was like full summer. There was like a kite festival going on. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm leaving on Tuesday. You're leaving on Tuesday and you bounce around a lot. Like, oh, yeah, I have three different apartments currently. Is that <laughs> weird? Yeah. Like people ask me where I live and I'm like, I don't know. And I like truly don't know. So mm. it's a bit awkward. But um, I guess I identify as living in Los Angeles now. Um, and then I work here and then I have an apartment in Toronto that is being subletted by a comedian and writer, Aisha Brown. Oh, very nice. 
nice. Yeah. That must be nice to like sublet to someone you know and oh, trust. Oh my God. I had like nightmare tenants. Like I had like, yeah. like a drag queen who would do shows in my apartment and I'd get <laughs> like noise complaints all the time because they'd be doing like fucking death drop, like Zoom shows during the pandemic. They'd be doing like death drops. Uh, another, and I, I have a lot of drag queens live in my apartment. And then there's like another drag queen who like put all of his drag on the porch, ignored it for the entire winter. And no. then the everything just got raided by pigeons. So I had to like pay like thousands of dollars to get like an exterminator. Anyway, whatever. This is this is not what your podcast listeners no, want. No, I mean, but hey, don't listen. don't supply your apartments to drag queens, is what I'm saying. Lessons. And if you are a drag queen, don't do that. I mean, yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't know. Do I don't want to make assumptions about all drag queens, but they have a lot of stuff. They have a lot of stuff. All the wigs. Oh my god! And like, I mean, that's Litter. what I mean. Like, you don't put your drag on an outdoor balcony when there's pigeons around. Anyway. <laughs> But you, yeah, so you, oh my gosh, so all over the place, but LA is kind of calling your heart right now. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. got, I got my green card, which was like my greatest life achievement. That's it's amazing. So, it's so hard to get. And then, uh, I, uh, yeah. And then I moved there, but then pandemic happened and then I literally have a joke about it. And then the pandemic happened. happened. Yeah. And then I had to move back. But uh, Don't you love that thing that uprooted all of our lives. Oh, my God. Like going to like follow your dreams, walking past the Hollywood sign to being stuck with your parents in like a bedroom in PE. <laughs> Isn't that that's fucking tough because you're like you're you got a taste of it. You were like so close. I was so close. I mean, I, I can still bam. go back. Like it's not I'm going back uh, on Tuesday, which would, which would be nice. But I haven't really given it like a fair shot yet. Like, so, right. Yeah. This I'm looking is, forward to that. Yeah, this is your fair shot. Oh, my gosh. L.A. Oh, the weather. Oh, must be so nice. It's really nice. Like, I mean, a lot of people I mean, and again, I haven't given it a fair shot yet, but like I really like it. Like yeah. I, I don't find people find it stressful. I don't find it stressful. I'm in a very walkable neighborhood. I live with my mm. best friend. Like it's it's very like cool. That's amazing. And is that where Sophie is now too? Yes, yeah, Sophie, Sophie Buttle. Buttle. Oh my god, and Sophie I can't Buttle. wait to go like like eat weed edibles and play Mario Kart with Sophie Buttle oh. and Mace Galoni. Oh, oh, my little babies. Oh, well that I mean and that alone just makes moving somewhere so much better like knowing that you have friends around you. And yeah. like ugh, must be so you're literally going from one coast to the other. Oh, the flight is a nightmare. That's the oh Cuz I do long? I do miss it when I'm uh, when I'm there, like I miss it here when I'm there and I miss it there when I'm here. And like, just even thinking about the distance is kind of like, Oh, it Daunting. makes me nauseous. Cause yeah, like it's a, uh, I mean, it, it's like a three hour flight to Toronto and then like a five and a half hour flight to LA, but like, you know, back to back to back. So it's a long, are you a good traveler? Do you travel well? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, since the pandemic, like I've gotten very spoiled and I like, I I will not travel without like an airport lounge pass. Like I got I got to get in that lounge and I got to like have some drinks and just like, you know, but uh and like I I do splurge on like the fancy not the like business class or anything but like you know like preferred seating that kind of thing yeah, yeah the I, little comforts that will make your trip better yeah like i mean i'm i'm cheap in all other aspects of my life but like that i'm like i gotta fucking ball out on the airport man <laughs> everyone has their area of which they splurge yeah we were talking about this beforehand about skincare and just number one it is so pricey to have good skin oh totally and it's not fair because guys wash their face with a bar of soap and <laughs> Oh yeah, and then they have like three furrowed brow lines and they look distinguished. Like I'm like, fuck you, George Clooney. But then like, you know, I have like one and I'm like, my God, I gotta get rid of you. 
It's crazy how little they do. Like they just incorporate like moisturizer and all of a sudden they're glowing. Oh yeah. Whereas like, if you look in my bathroom, I have, I, it's like a witch's potion collection of serums and stuff. And it's you have good like, skin, but I have a question. Do you, have you always been like that? Like, did you moisturize when you were like a kid? I used to be so bad. I used to like not take off all my makeup at night. Was it, wasn't that big into it? Like I would say like late teens, early twenties, but then like when 20, you know, like mid twenties start to hit, I start getting really bad skin because I just wasn't taking care of it properly. Mm-hmm. You didn't have like acne or anything. Oh yeah, no, I did. Oh, I, get did? I get the chin. The chin is my problem area uh, and the forehead sometimes, but it's very hormonal and cystic cystic like deep under the skin so it's not like the red speckles that you would normally see it's like the fucking hard painful that that when it hurts oh god yeah literally the worst and i've struggled with it forever but like i'm 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 committed now like i'm more committed to my skincare than than any other uh-huh. part of like, like I don't know, hygiene or whatever. Like I very much so. Like no matter how oh, drunk you're say I life. am, <laughs> yeah, I can, like me too. <laughs> but pretty much, I'm like, you know, get, it's that half hour at the end of the day that's like, okay, I'm gonna do. I do triple cleanse, so I do. I, I go off like I use like cleansing oil and then a micellar water and then a cleanser to get everything oh off, which is three washes, Heidi. I don't even know what the second thing is. Cellar water? <laughs> Micellar water. It's oh. like the Garnier. It's like so. It's like it, a makeup remover. But it pretty much like gets all, all the residue off. That, Ooh. Yeah. You're not thinking of. So. <gasps> and then, yeah. And then there's a bunch of other steps after that. It's just, it's very, it's a lot. It's oh, a lot. Man. But I'm committed. See, I used to, um, like I, I uh, my saving grace, because I feel like I have okay skin now, but I have been moisturizing hard since I was like, 12 years old because I used to wear a ton of self-tanner because I'm oh, so pale. There so I would be like is. orange as like a, an orange teen walking around, but you have to moisturize everything in order yes. to put on self-tanner. So I like accidentally started moisturizing early just because I wanted to be like For the purpose a beach of babe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like obviously like so pale that it looked insane. The moisturizing is so fucking key. I only just learned, just learned that I've been moisturizing incorrectly. So there's this like technique that's called the, the, the three-step moisture technique. And what this is like, if your skin's really feeling it and like now that I'm on this intense skincare, it's drying out and it's, it really needs extra moisture. Um, what you're supposed to do is wet your face first. Um, and then this magic ingredient, hyaluronic acid, which is like very hydrating. It's just like a really good skincare um, item. You you go in with the serum while your face is still wet and it locks in the moisture and then you go in with your moisturizer. Uh. But you have to do it all while everything is still wet. So usually we're taught with layering, you let, let things dry. Yeah. And then you I've go in. i shit all wrong. Right? So I only recently learned about this um, and have started doing it and I don't know if it's working, but we'll see. Oh, okay. I got to start <laughs> dissolution everything on my face while Sploosh. it's still wet. All right. Exactly. Do you use <laughs> serums or anything? I use like this thing from, what the fuck is it called? The Ordinary or yes. whatever. It's called Buffet. And yes. it's like, it's got, it's, but it's the blue kind, like the more expensive one. Oh, I know, very fancy. It's, oh. like, it's blue and it stinks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I good. use that. And then, um. I also got this thing from there that's called like <laughs> neck elasticity serum or like something like that. Cause I'm like, I need to have a good ass neck. Mm. Um, and then 
Huh. And then I just use Kiehl's for moisturizer uh, nice. because my, one of my really good friends, his name's uh, Zachary Pierce. Uh, I used to be in a drag queen band with him. It's a long what? story. Um, but oh my God, I, love, I love Zachary Pierce so much. If you ever have an opportunity to meet him, please do. But um, he works at Kiehl's. He's like a big, big time guy manager at Kiehl's. And uh, he what was like, even, like, so he's got the best skin I've ever seen in my life. And he's yeah. been working at Kiehl's for like 25 years or something crazy. Like since he was like a teen and uh, he just looks amazing. So I'm like, Kiehl's works. He's He's like number one testament to the fact that Kiehl's works because he doesn't have a wrinkle on his goddamn face. Goddamn. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, Kiehl's is up there. Oh yeah. For it's, price. Oh my God. It, it is up there. But you're doing it right where you're getting your serums from the ordinary, which is more cost effective. Like the, they're, they're on the more affordable end of skincare. Um, and then splurging on the moisturizer. SPF is also something I never used to do. And it's super important. Mm-hmm. And uh, I slacked on that for a long time. Oh I just wouldn't put SPF on. Oh, you got it. I wouldn't even think. I, like, I'm like a sunscreen like whore now, but just because I'm like, I don't want to get like skin cancer and stuff. Like my family, people in my family have had it. And I'm just like, I don't want to bring up cancer in this comedy podcast, but it's like, you got to be careful of the old pants. Hey, everyone take care of yourself. Yeah. Use your SPF moisturize. Like, what did you talk about on the podcast? I had cancer. Okay. Don't, don't smoke. <laughs> also don't smoke. I'm yeah. big on telling my friends not to smoke. I'm kind of shameless about it at this point. Oh yeah. Cause I've lost so many friends. Unless you're attacks. drinking, then it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah. Don't buy, don't do it every day. That's my thing. But uh, I just want my friends to live. Okay. Yeah. I want y'all to be alive for longer. Um, so this is awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, we're going to get into the first segment. We're going to kick it off with uh, this one always stresses me out, but uh, we're doing it. The assumption segment. I cannot wait to hear this. Oh, my God. So the reason I picked I do this segment is to like chop away at perceptions because like we're not close friends. Uh, but I watch you on social media and I stalk you and stuff. So I'm going to make some assumptions about you based on what I know. And you're going to tell me if they're right, wrong or what. Um, and these are, again, probably fucking dumb assumptions because I kind of feel like I'm right. Probably. Um, okay. I'm first, sure if they're at all nice, you're wrong about all of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> first assumption. You are someone who goes hard on Halloween. Yes. Are you kidding me? Okay, good. That's such a good assumption to make about me, and so true. Because I didn't, I didn't Did see any specific Halloween posts on your Instagram, but I saw a lot of costumes and a lot of like outfits. So well, that's what I mean. I dress up in costume like most of my like most <laughs> days of my life. So like, why wouldn't I go hard on Halloween? So you, you, is there ever a Halloween? That you don't dress up. Honestly, like it's made me actually really like. So when I first got this job at 22, I was literally in the middle with one of my good friends, Santiago. We were built. He was going to be the Hamburglar for Halloween. And he, we were cra he's like a very, really good artist. And we were crafting me a giant Mayor McCheese head. So like out of like foam stuff and like painting it like with air paint or whatever. And like I was going to be Mayor McCheese for Halloween. And I was going to it was going to be the best night of my life because my favorite thing in the world are costumes that you can't move. In. I think they're yes. so funny. <laughs> like when you're like accidentally like bashing someone over with your huge hamburger head. Oh my um, god. So like, and then I got this job and I couldn't go out for Halloween with him. And he was super nice about it, but like literally in his storage space, there's still a half-made Mary McCheese head. And like since I've been working here every Halloween, like, you know, like 
there's just no time to like yeah. really do it up. And like, so I haven't actually gone hard on Halloween. And, oh, what am I talking about? Um, a few years ago, I was back in Toronto for Halloween and I went as Rosie O'Donnell from the Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> show. And I made this like huge like desk to sit behind and I like <laughs> put on a blazer and stuff. And it was really fun. So like, yeah, I love a cumbersome costume, but um, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been the same in like in a while. But It's hard uh, as an adult because yeah. And even just like here, you don't ha- like, I'm not, this is not my home. Like I don't have yeah. a lot of stuff, Yeah, uh, you know, my, I don't have a lot of space either. So like, you know, it feels kind of like, eh. That and I think it all depends on your Halloween plan. Yeah. Cause like if you don't have Halloween plans, then you're just kind of getting dressed up for your, I guess you could just dress up for yourself. Oh, and I mean, like I used to live in the village, like my, my apartment in Toronto is in the village. And so I, it would be like my whole street would just be like people ah! in like the craziest costumes. So like, if you didn't have a awesome costume, you're like, you know, a pariah. You're shunned. Yeah. Shunned a little bit. I, I, I'm, you're a woman of my own heart. Cause I'm the same way. I fucking love costumes, love Halloween, love dressing up. My, I hate when I see a woman just put cat ears on. No. I'm just like, you are, you are the worst. Do more. Yeah. If you're either, either do nothing or do more. Do nothing. Stay in your house. <laughs> turn off your lights. Don't give kids candy. Do absolutely nothing or go hard or go hard or commit. Do something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm right about the Halloween. <laughs> oh, so I love that. on that same subject, I just wrote that one of your love languages must be theme parties. Oh my god! Okay, sweet. I love a theme party. I can I I can see you being, dare I say, competitive. I feel like you've been like looking at some of my photos because I've had some very distinct theme parties. I once had like an Arrested Development party. That's amazing. Um, Oh man, it was so fun. I think I did like a. Oh yeah, I I was like a never nude. It was like I was Ah! I was wearing like a nude bodysuit and like jean shorts. Oh my god, (laughs) what is the other? And once I oh my god twice. Um, two of the worst parties I've ever thrown because they ended in fights. But I had like a what's called oh god I mean they were it was called stains and lanes but like the name has like a long history that I can't get into. But like it was basically you wore only white clothing, and then you could only drink red wine or like oh Jagermeister or like a colored drink. Oh my god! So and then the night would inevitably end with people like throwing drinks at each other, and and it would get people would get into a fight. <laughs> That sounds amazing. It was really fun. Uh, but like, yeah, once me and my sister got in a fight because she had just started dating my brother-in-law and like, uh, like, like she, I got her, she was wearing like a cute white outfit and I threw a drink at her and then she was like, you ruined my white shirt. And I'm like, you came to a purposeful stain party and we got in a big fight and then she threw my birthday cake in my face. It was a no! lot. And then <laughs> the whole cake. Yeah, the whole cake. It was it was funny though, but uh, oh you know, not at the time. Uh, but and then like another time, my uh, guy I know and another guy had started date. It's mostly like people bringing dates to this, and it's not an appropriate venue for dates. Like if you're just gonna get like red wine th- dumped on your head, not anyway, a good time for it. When you said what was it called, stains and stains and lanes? Because we used lanes. to call. Yag shots of Jagger Diane Lanes for some you know when you have friends and you have like weird nicknames for stuff and you can't remember why yeah (laughs) it's not wild yeah um that reminds me of I I used to see people doing parties that were like you wore all white and you would just have to paint like there was like colored paint everywhere and you would like oh fun like just cover yourself in paint and I'm like that sounds so fun I feel like as an adult these things don't happen anymore we gotta bring them back (laughs) We truly got to bring them back. We are young at heart in our friendship circles and we got to really fight to retain our youth. The fucking parties, like college parties. 
that were like low key oh problematic. God. Oh, high key <laughs> problematic. I went to Queens. They were all problematic. Were they? Oh my God. Did you have stoplight parties? What are those? Which is like, like you wear green for like, yes, you can hit on me. <gasps> no. Like yellow for like, you can do it, but take your time. And like, <laughs> red is like, I'm not single. I'm off limits. Interesting. Oh, I've never been to one of those. Um, so I funny. just went to like parties where people were like, like I once were like, oh God, a bunch of guys, like I was trying to show off and I like funneled a rev and then I like <laughs> barfed everywhere. <laughs> um, I mean, I would, I had some nice guy friends for four Queens, but I, I heard some stories. About, was, yeah. Uh, funneling yeah. a rev would be awful. Oh, like suicide, <laughs> suicide. Do they still exist? Revs, yes. Oh. I can't drink one anymore though because I funneled one and then I barfed everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Barfing blue, you can't really come back from that. Barfing blue is bad. There <laughs> was definitely a period of like my life, my party in life, that I was only drinking blue drinks. Like <laughs> Revs and what were the blue lagoons? It would oh, be like no. blue croco and like pineapple juice and Sprite or something like some sort of mixture like that. It was delicious. But like those sugary drinks, yeah, they make you sick. Oh, yeah. I can't even sick. imagine drinking one of those now. Right? Now Oof. I'm like, I mean, White Claws are good. Um, but I, I go for like bland drinks now just because like like a vodka soda with lemon. I'm like, I'm getting hydrated. Like, <laughs> Yeah, refreshing. <laughs> no hangover tomorrow. It's great. Um, okay, so next assumption. Uh, this is again, this is a common sense assumption. I feel like a lot of these are common sense just based on if you were to look at your Instagram. But yeah. but I also feel like we will bond over this. You're a fangirl. When you like something, when you like a band, you are a fangirl. Not everyone oh. is a fan type of person. When I like something, I'm like deep dive. And then Obsessed. all of a sudden I, to the point where I get like tired, like I have to exhaust myself of it. Like I have to like, yeah. you know, right now I'm really into sync and like, I'm really in, back into Britney. Like I'm, I've gotten back into like nostalgia stuff from my youth, but like I left, like I, it's not like I've been obsessed with that for like the last 20 years. Like I, I go through phases and then Jesus. when I'm in the phase, I need to just exhaust myself of it so that I can't even so look. that you're almost sick of yeah sick of it yeah it's like when you eat the same food all the time yeah, Eventually yeah. you're just like i don't want to eat that food anymore i still like that food but i'm not going to eat it for a bit oh my god yeah and like it's it's like with music too because like i've never really had and i'm not like ashamed of my i, I just really love pop music all yes, the time Heidi. so yes. um and you know i remember like my friend bob kerr i don't know if you ever had bob kerr on your podcast but he's like really into sad music and he like Ooh. was talking about how he just loves like listening to sad music and yeah. like being sad and just like sitting in that and i'm like oh no i gotta like walk around to like pop 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 like I, <laughs> you steal my sunshine yeah yeah, yeah. like like yeah. or if it's not like pop it's like broadway or like you know what i mean and it sounds like <laughs> deranged but um i'm like i can, i have my own brain to be sad and i want to if i like you know yeah. if I'm listening to music that's like my escape yeah well i mean yeah there's definitely two approaches to sadness one is like you, none you, of them are wrong you cheer yourself up or you lean into it and mm. uh i'm a huge fan of like the depression dance like forcing yourself to dance to like like a, a pop song that you love just to like get that serotonin. Well, like, I mean, honestly, like the perfect pop 
person is Robin because Robin combines like the saddest oh. lyrics with like the funnest music. So like it's like the best of both worlds. But uh happy sounding sad song. Yeah. That's my jam. Carly Rae Jepsen does that too. I really like Carly Rae Jepsen. I was gonna bring her up because I know that you saw her live in concert. Yeah, I love her. I love her so she much. She is my Lord and Savior. Oh my god. I'm not even joking when I say that. And like, it makes me honestly insane when people are like, yeah, call me maybe. I'm like, call me maybe is her worst song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Her best album is Emotion Side B. <laughs> yes, Heidi. <laughs> Yes, I also like the newer ones. Oh, I, like her, I love the newer ones too. Dedica- oh my, dedicated and dedicated. I love that she's just doing like B sides too. Like every, yes. from now on, every album, it's like give us the B sides, though, they're, Carly. They're normally better than the A sides. I know they really are. It's insane. She really is so incredibly. I can't believe. If I met her, I would pass pass out. I would definitely pass out or barf or something. I just like I love her so much. So I know someone in in the Halifax comedy scene. He's a newer comic friend of mine. Um who literally has, I'm going to pull it up. Um, So like I posted something somewhat recently about Carly Rae and he's like, I know her. I told you about this, right? That I know Carly. (laughs) And I was like, what? Explain please. And then he sends me this. Which is a prom picture. He went to prom or he went to- He went to prom like with someone else, but like Carly- Oh my God. Was like in his friend group. And like my favorite thing about Carly Rae Jepsen, secretly old. <laughs> How old is she? I mean, she's not old, old, but Older like, than- I mean, and I, I did used to do a bit about her in stand up that like I hate now because uh, I oh, like no. I, it was kind of it was it was a bit rude. It was, no, I, I love wouldn't it. say it mean, but it was a bit rude to her. It was just kind of like when she first first came out, like I'm a baby. Call me maybe. Can you please return my call? Here's my number. And it's like you're 35. <laughs> oh my god! Right? No, I think I think at the time. She she might have been like, I think now she's got to be like 37 or something she like is that. 36. She was born uh, November 21st, 1985. Yeah. But her first 36. single, I think, came out when she was like maybe 28. And oh. it was like, goo goo gaga, <laughs> I'm a baby. Hey, hey, can you call me maybe? <laughs> so I don't know. How much of a deep dive have you done into Carly Rye? I know. I've like, I know every single one of her songs like were like, I can sing it. Do you know of the Jepson effect? No. What's that? Oh, my God. So this guy and listen, guys, apparently like there was me too stuff that came out about him, but he's like a music producer who had this, did this like very much so a deep dive into Carly Rae. It was either the Jepsen effect or the Jepsen pattern. Um, But essentially he analyzed her entire collection of music and found out that all of her songs have, they hit one of like, a few themes like there's reoccurring themes in of her songs and Unrequited none of love. them and none of them are happy yeah they're all about wanting love the pursuit of love or losing like, love or like not wanting love like i there's like a couple songs that it's kind of like a haha you're fine but uh. right <laughs> that i like love listening to none of them are like I love you and I got you and we're happy. Like all of it is heartbreak. And there's all these themes like he he breaks it down as like, you know, reference to running away and like unrequited, like, and he'll like map them throughout her songs. And so like anytime she comes up with a new song, it's like, did she or did she not pass the Jepson effect? Like, oh. did it, did she do something outside of what she's, I 
fucking love it though. I eat it up. I'm like, oh, I love my this. friend. So my friend Brad Ashley, he like, uh, he's really funny. He produces like Drag Race and stuff. He's like one of my favorite people Whoa. in the world. Um, and he used to throw Carly Rae Jepsen themed parties in Toronto, and like they were they were huge. They were so massive. Like they were. Uh, I wish he would start doing them again at post pandemic. Maybe oh if he's God. listening to this, hint hint, do it. But, Bring them um, back. He had like a really good word for it. I can't remember it. It's like Fuck. like damaged or like something. It's not like in a mean way, but it's like like you know like if like if you're a bit damaged, like yeah. you love Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> but I had, he had a really good word for it. I can't remember what it is. It's truly if you really like if yeah if you really deep dive into her songs, it's heartbreaking. But yet she has this Disney princess voice. She played um fucking. Frenchie and Greece in the in the she was great the TV version of Greece like she has this really cute beautiful voice and the songs are poppy and fun and yet so sad oh yeah it's just I fucking probably I love her, it. my favorite song of hers is cut to the feeling which I don't yes. think but I don't think it it passes the Jepsen effect because it's all like I want to dance on the roof you with you and it's like, oh, what? but uh man the rest of her stuff like oh it cuts deep it cuts deep yeah it is the Jepsen pattern so the guy who did it is Max Landis who again apparently is problematic <gasps> that guy yeah he's pro- apparently problematic do you know him are you kidding me? Oh no! Who so is, he? is that the guy? His father's a director. Maybe I feel see. like. I, oh my god! I think I think like there's some guy whose dad's a director who is like accused of like drugging people and oh, like no. sexually assaulting them and stuff. And fun fact about that: the first time I went to L.A., uh, I think it was Adam Christie. I'm not saying Adam Christie knows Max Landis, but like I was with Adam Christie and a bunch of other people. Like I don't really like, and they we and all ended up at uh Max Landis's house, his pool. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I just looked at him. He says uh American writer and filmmaker, son of director John Landis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was Adam Christie. I was with Adam Abdul, but um Will Weldon and like a couple other people. <laughs> but my God, we ended up like, it was like, let's go to this party. Like so and so and so and so so and so knows so and so who knows so and so who's like throwing a fourth of July party and it was Max Landis's party. What? He did like there's a whole website about this jumps in the fact. Whoa. Oh man, I was so into this guy's theory. Now I'm like, well, but you're gross. It's 150 pages long, the theory. The whole document Whoa. is 150 pages. I can't believe he was able to write that when he's so busy sexually assaulting people. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in this case, I'm like, I had read all of this theory stuff before I found out. Whoa, that guy. And I had posted um a bunch of a bunch of like Instagram stories about it, and then someone was like, Yeah, you know, he's not great, right? And I was like, I did not. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. <laughs> Oh, but man. there's there's a bunch of also a bunch of um YouTube videos that break down her songs and how they're so um like just the composition of them and like the notes she uses are like genius. Um because like run away with me has that uh, sax uh, at the start. Uh, that literally like you just did that and I have chills. <laughs> and that was you just doing it. Uh, I just love her so much. I could talk about it. Let's start a Carly Rae podcast. Let's do a Carly Rae podcast. I'd I be would down. do that, Heidi. Oh my God. Are you Don't kidding even me? Yeah. Tell me because like we could do it remotely. You could patch in from LA. I'm just saying. I could produce it and edit it and make sure it goes out. I'm just saying. Carly Rae is I could analyze her lyrics forever. Me too. Yeah. Me too. All right. 
Everyone's just like, holy shit, you guys. Stop. <laughs> First skincare, now Carly Ray. Oh my God. So those are my assumptions about you. Well, they're so all correct. You're a fangirl. You love theme parties. You go hard on Halloween. Um, I don't think I have any others. So those were good, right? Oh my God. I mean, obviously, spot like, on. I just assume that you're very cool and fun to hang out with and a great person. Well, I was like, if those were on the list, I was going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> are you an extrovert or introvert? I was I, was I actually have no idea. So here's the funny thing. I like once for like a hundred dollars, someone at CB, this is before I worked at CBC. So there, but there's a tape somewhere in the archives, but like some, someone like paid me a hundred bucks to take this personality test and the personality test, there was so many questions and it was basically this psychologist was trying to prove to CBC that he could uh, like, uh, like predict exactly how a person would do on a reality TV show. So if it was like big brother Canada or whatever, like, oh. and you want to cast this person through this personality test, like how would this person do on a reality show? And then for my results in front of like all these CBC people, he was like, you're, we- you're weird. Um, and I was like, why? And what? then he's like, cause you're, you're equal parts, like introvert and extrovert, which I know is like a thing. I'm kind of both. Omniavert like, or something it's called. Yeah. But yeah. like it was basically, he told me that I would kind of be like and smile and nod smile and nod. like yeah, yeah yeah like i'd be super like happy and like interested in hanging out with people and being like yeah, yeah everything's great let's have a blast for like the first you know couple of weeks <laughs> and then i would get so tired of people that i would have a fucking like meltdown and like throw tables and stuff because i would just be like get out of my way because i i know myself and i know i do need to like recharge uh, yeah like, I, need, I might get like my recharging energy whatever from like being alone a hundred percent but, yes. but, but if I'm alone for too energy. long, I like will go nuts too. Cause some introverts, I gotta say boring and shy, but like when you meet someone who's like very sociable and like, they like hanging out, they like to like, like it's like, yeah, you're an extrovert, but also you might have to recharge by being alone. Um, some, I don't actually understand full extroverts at this point. I know me neither. I might've used to be one, but I think pandemic has made me like actually <laughs> like people. <laughs> I mean, like, and I feel, I don't feel like it's strange to be both. Like, I mean, I don't know anybody that is like a hundred percent all the time. Like gotta, yeah. gotta be like in everyone's um, face. Cause like, even like, so my best friend, I don't think you know him, but his name is Andrew Johnston. He's like, if you were in the comedy community, he's like, you would think he's the most extroverted person you've ever met in your entire life. And for him, like now that I live with him, it's like, he will be like that. And then hide in his room for like three they, days. Because <laughs> they have to because there's so much output. Yeah, exactly. And what they do that like, you, it's like me talking about doing three podcasts in a row. I'm like, I'm stoked to do this, but like I will go into hermit mode right after. Oh yeah. Um, where I just don't talk to anybody and just scroll TikTok. Um, it's neat. You, you need that for sure. Especially when you're older. Because your energy just goes way down. Oh my god, hundred percent. That being said, I think I have like crazy FOMO. So like, if uh, something's happening and I'm not there for it, I'm like, uh, I'm I'm always assuming if I'm missing something, it's going to be like life changing and like the best time that anyone's ever had yes. in their life. Yes. So do you sometimes do things when you maybe shouldn't? Yes, just, all the just, time. <laughs> just just for the just to, just to be sure that you got the experience. Oh yeah, like I will like exhaust myself to the point. <laughs> of like oh like making myself sick because i'm like i have to be here though i can't miss anything yes have you been to oh, i mean actually you have because i saw the carly ray Jepsen concert have you been to a lot of events and concerts like post covid 
Um, I wish I could say no, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How have you found that? Have you found it strange? It's been. I mean, because COVID has been like. I mean, I'm a slave to the media and like, mm. uh, I'm always like, oh, like the, the newspaper says so like, you know, and everything's like the media is not trust. I'm not, not going to be like the media is not trustworthy, but like, uh, I don't know, like I was in L.A. and the pandemic was apparently over. So I went to see like Christina Aguilera, but it was an open it was open like outside, like everything oh, okay. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still really Better. nervous about it. But like I didn't I, I still haven't gotten covid, which is crazy because I've been I've been doing a bunch of stuff all the time. Too. Me, me too. <laughs> I'm pretty convinced that I might have just worked through it. Yeah. Like you just didn't have the like you didn't have symptoms and you just were like, well, OK. Yeah. Because like as someone like I'm I consider myself a workaholic. I feel like I'm always just burning the candle at both ends and always kind of tired. And when you're a workaholic and you're that tired all the time, you kind of always feel like you have the flu. <laughs> so yeah. You're like, you're like, this is just my life. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I might have had it and just not known. And I just powered through. Um, But it is a strange feeling when you're like, once it gonna get me but then also like i mean i do most of the people i know like when they got it they got it like it was like mm. even at, like post booster and stuff like that so i'm kind of like i'm well, i'm gonna knock on all the wood but um because right. i don't i really don't want it but i'm kind of like how have i not gotten it yet i've been definitely doing stuff it's it's very bizarre but yeah i would like i i recently did my first like out at a bar experience with no mask like since in halifax they just left at the mask mandate um i went to an emo night Ooh, and it was a culture shock because it was just full blown normal. No one had masks and it was packed and everyone was just grinding up against each other and like mosh pitting. And I was like, my soul needed this and I'm so happy to be here, but I'm scared. I was just like doing that. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, one of the first times um, like and this would have been like before Omicron and like but post Delta, I went when I was in L.A. at Christmas, I went to like this like this bar called Akbar on the corner of my house. And it's just like dancey, 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 fun, fun, fun. And everyone was unmasked. Yeah. Um, Cause there was no mask mandates, but it was like, we're, we're all boosted. We're double boosted. Like we're all fine. Whoop de doo. And uh, I like was like, woohoo, had fun. The next day I came home and I woke up and I had like one of those alerts on my phone that was like someone <laughs> next to you had COVID. And right. I was like, <laughs> of course. Ah. And I like, uh, yeah, I was such a basket case for the next couple of days. Just being like, I think I have COVID. Like there's been so many. Oh my God. Yeah. Like exposures that I've been around, but I still mm. haven't gotten it for some reason. It's weird. Knock so on wood. Knocking on all the wood and watch us both now get it from each other. Somehow. Oh God. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, so next segment. So I love this one because I do think people bond over. I think, I think it's funner to bond over what we hate and what's pissing us off. Um, so I'm curious to hear your rant. Oh, it's my rant. What is pissing you off? What's bugging you? <laughs> Pop off. It's your I was time. like, I'm trying to think of a good one for this. I can't really like, <laughs> I'm like, oh God. Cause like all my rants are about like work stuff. Like, I mean, you should hear like ask Travis one day, like, oh my God. It's like, that's my job at work. I'll just like walk into the room and be like, ah, and like rant I would love to stuff. be a fly on the wall <laughs> for all that behind the scenes like, so much stuff. like interpersonal like drama. Aww. But um, so like right now what's going on at work is that it's the last day on Monday. Uh, yeah, it's the last day. And I have like, um, like literal trauma from this job I used to have where I was the department assistant and I would have to like 
buy the cards for people's birthdays and like uh, get the cake, like order the cake from the cake company. Like, you know, all that like kind of like assistanty stuff. Yes. And I could, it was like, it was like, I was kind of like the department, like punching bag where like, they'd be like, Oh my God, Heidi got like a chocolate cake when she knows we all want carrot. And then the oh next month God. I would get carrot and they'd be like, Oh my God, carrot, not in April. What are you crazy? Like, just like you couldn't do anything. I just right, couldn't do mind. anything right. Fuck. I would never get the right card. I would never get the right cake. I would never like all the like little decisions for like stuff that didn't matter. I could never do properly. And mm. so, uh, you know, like when it, like, you know, sometimes at the end of the year, people will get people presents and like, we think thanks for this like uh here's a present and i hate doing that stuff like i just i'm like i'm i'm nice and i treat you like a person all year and i'm very nice to you and i uh am not mean and that is the gift to you for working with me is that i'm a nice person who is nice and normal and do i need to give you a shoppers drug mark gift card at the end of the year to prove to you that i like we're friends and we're cool like do i need to do that so i'm kind of like Maybe, maybe we're not going to do the present thing this year. And then um, there's a couple people that work from home and they're like, so are we doing the present thing? And I'm like, no. And they're like, are you sure? Like, that seems rude. And I'm like, you don't need to buy the presents or get the cards or do the, do the wrapping or like sign the thing. And like, and I have to chase you down for money too. Cause it's expensive. Right. And like half the time people don't pay me back. Oh. And I, I hate like nagging people anyway. Anyway. So like, this is my rant. No. I'm just like, if you, if, if your, uh, <laughs> output for getting this thing accomplished involves sending me an e-transfer and that's it. Like maybe I'll don't guilt. I don't know. I'm maybe just like, don't bitch don't, about it. Don't bitch about me not wanting to get people presents. And I know I'll feel guilty on Monday. If people get me presents, but like half the time I'm, I mean, not even half the time. Most of the time, they, they don't. It stresses me out. I hate like it stresses I hate, me like, out too. Work, like work company stuff. Like that's why I went into comedy because I didn't want to have to sign the birthday cards and get the cupcakes and do the like, yeah, uh, like all yes. that office shit. Like I, yes. lo I love my coworkers. I love every single one of my coworkers. I hate <laughs> that weird corporate work stuff. Anyway, that's my rant. Company potlucks. The worst. Yeah. Oh the my worst. God. What a nightmare. Kill me. I just, I just hate potlucks in general. Cause I, uh, I feel like as someone who doesn't try cook, your salad Marge or whatever your fucking name is. <laughs> and I hate just the idea of like, if you're someone who doesn't cook regularly and like, you're not maybe good at it, that you have to now stress over what you're making to like impress people. Oh my God. And it's God. this whole thing. I, I fucking hate it. I don't like it. I'd rather order food in yes. Any, anytime it's my birthday. Like I have a lot of friends who like for their birthdays, we'll just do potlucks or like everyone bring a dish to the party. And I'm like, I'm going to be stressing about this for two weeks. What I'm going to bring. I just go take that 20 bucks that you would have spent on ingredients and let's go out to eat. And I mean, this might be part of a larger issue because like, I feel like the two of us, we don't live like traditional lives. No. And so like, I just have a lot of stress around like, like the normal, like, and I'm saying normal ah. in air quotes, but like the, I made the cookies for the thing. <laughs> and like, they're this. Cause like, you know, if I, if I like host and throw a party, I'm like, here's 70 solo cups and a fridge full of wine and beer, you know, like, yes. Da, yeah, da, have da, at da. Her. Have but at then her. sometimes you'll go to someone's house and it'll be like, and I've got a charcuterie board and like, uh, here's the cocktail station and everything is like so nice. And you're like, I don't know how to do that. I physically can't figure out that out. Like it's like creates a lot of stress for me. It's honestly, I just love when I find out that someone is trash 
or like trashy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trashy, like, or like they embrace that side of them because I'm like, we're gonna get along. Because like mm-hmm. I don't get along with fancy people. I it, it it stresses me out. Like fancy restaurants. Like I love a restaurant where it's just like very casual and like so when I'm in a fancy restaurant, I just I feel out of place. Oh my god, yeah. All the time. Like it's and gifts. Don't get me started on gifts. I fucking hate the obligation of gifts. Oh yeah. Like, I, I mean it, it. it's like I'll you know if I I didn't bring you a gift today. I'm mm. sorry. But like, you know, if I was going to give you like a podcast gift, I would be like, here's like a bottle of wine. And yeah. like I wouldn't even think to be like, here's the wine in a bag with the tissue paper and a little <laughs> tiny card. <laughs> because for me, I don't care. I just want the wine. I don't care about the tissue paper or the bag or the card. Right. I'll I'll just like well, I don't know what's it, what is it called like I'll bear bear wine it I don't know but um, <laughs> paper bag paper bag it like yeah like yeah. Here, here's the bag it came in yeah anyway yeah. I don't like I hopefully hopefully that's hopefully that's relatable but like maybe I'll Super try to do a relatable. bit about it but like I'm just like I don't care about I think the biggest scam stuff. of all is greeting cards because they're stupid they're and they so end up, they literally end up in a recycling bag oh my god they like, do. I just like I I mean I just got a birthday card from like all my coworkers too and I'm like you guys don't need to do this. But like reading reading all the like signatures is so funny cuz people just have like nothing to say. And like Happy one birthday. one girl this this girl Aaron who I work with who I love just wrote uh hope you like the card and I'm like <laughs> Great. Like, that's a perfect card response. Like, don't put like, have like, have a special day, you wonderful babe. Like, be like, huh, you like this thing I, we got? I don't know. I mean, it feels like you're signing some sort of weird yearbook. Oh, my God. It's true. You're like, pressured to write something impactful or something. Yeah. It's gift giving is, and just, again, just those moments of where you're like, I don't know if I should bring a gift or not are always very stressful. Um, I'm very big into, as an adult, no birthday gifts. Mm -hmm. And if you do get someone a gift, don't bring it to the party because you're going to make everyone else feel shitty who didn't bring a gift. Yeah, I love joke gifts. If if you'd written that as like an assumption, I would have been like, yes. There's nothing like something like a a shitty inside joke from like 10 years ago that like you like give back to the person. At least you know something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, in terms of like sincere gifts, I'm like, no, I don't want to do or not not even sincere gifts are even nice. But like, here's a obligatory thing that I need to get like I mean, flowers are not flowers are sometimes nice. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But like, uh, you know, like, a hey, we worked together for a whole year. So here's yes. like a gift card. And I'm like, yeah. I'd rather you just have been nice to me all year. But, you know, whatever. Teach their own. I'm a big quality time person. I would rather hang out than receive something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like from friends and stuff. But yeah, it's even worse when like it's a stranger or a coworker or like just someone like you don't. I don't know. Obligation gifts. Let's just get rid of that. Yeah, exactly. They shouldn't. They shouldn't that, fucking that's, exist. That's my rant. Oh baby, I I could pop Taking off down presents. Yeah, <laughs> I truly could. And like, no disrespect to people who do gift give. Um, like I just don't get you. <laughs> yes, and this is a dialogue. We can take we can take calls from people that are calls. really pro shoppers drug market gift cards. Mm. Like I love when um like talk about love languages and shit. And someone's like, I have gift giving as a love language. And I just go, you must be rich. I also hope this podcast comes out before Monday so I can send this to all my coworkers as an explanation about why they're not getting presents. <laughs> 
I'll just clip it for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was that's awesome. I love that rant because I, I I truly relate so hard. Um, okay, so now shifting gears. Um, so I love this one because I always, whenever I look up to people, I just love to find out what their flaws are. So the next segment oh is what's wrong with you. <laughs> So this doesn't have to be overly deep, but maybe just like something you're working on or something you're navigating in yourself. I mean, like I was trying to think about this and I already I already said the FOMO thing because like I'm like, that's the thing that I'm definitely working on is like I really need to like not think that everything I every time I miss a night is going to be the best night of everyone's life. Like I can I can stay home once in a while. But right. the other thing, I mean, there's so many things, but like the other thing that I thought of was that um I like literally in person, I cannot take a compliment. Like someone oh. called me out on this the other day. Cause like if someone like, cause I was thinking, I don't know, like I've got, I really like getting compliments. Like I'm not crazy. Like I love it when people are like, you did a really good job. Like when I, when someone emails me like complimentary stuff, like, especially if after, after I've like written something, it's like, Oh, that was great. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so nice. Thank you. But if someone like, if like says like, Heidi, like you're really fun. Like that thing you wrote was really funny or like to my face. I want to like run into traffic or like jump out a window. Oh, like really? I, I like, or I'll just offset it with something that's like, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's, it's crazy. Do you argue it? Would you be the type to say, nah, nah, it wasn't that great. I could have done better. Exactly. Like, like I'll, immediate, I'll, immediate, I'll immediately say, no, you're wrong. And like, but it's often like really dramatic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I can't remember who was com- like, calling me out on it, but like I was like, oh my god, like yeah, like I'm really fucked up in that way, and I, I don't like my. If we're gonna get in like deep and stuff, Ooh, like my my yes. family's like really, uh, we always like roast each other. Like I have a very funny family, and we we're all, but we're always just like, Haha, like you're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like in a more clever way than that, but like we're very like no one in our family wins ever like right. you know you know what i mean we're always just like putting each other down but in a like a funny way which is yes. like you know comedy whatever um like we're all super self-deprecating but like uh yeah it's weird when you bring that mentality outside the house and then uh you know like uh like a a normal person was just like oh like that thing you wrote was hilarious and i'll be like shut up you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about and it's like whoa where did that come from where did it come <laughs> from oh my gosh is there anything that you think that like like do you think you're gonna just try to start saying thank you yeah like i'm that's when you said like what, what are you working on like i'm working on just kind of being like Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think that that comes from a humbleness, though, because because so much of like like when people compliment you because you're succeeding, like they're not seeing all the downsides of how you got to that point. Like, I guess, like in your case, like if you wrote something really awesome, like uh, like something for 22 minutes that like obviously the final product was great and people enjoyed it. But like you're now going oh, like that, that probably went through like three different iterations or like you're thinking of all the struggles with that. So it's hard to go. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's like so hard for me to just just to like not even like make like a commentary on it like just yeah. be like thank you yeah like, 
Like, no, I've got to like tag it with like something like, even though I could have done better at this or that, you know what I mean? And, but like on the other side of it, like when I see other people like bragging about like, I just wrote a thing and it was really good. I'm like, Shut up. Yikes. <laughs> so maybe it, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be like, I'm so humble, but like maybe it is just kind of like a, not a humbleness, but like a, like a hatred of, not you know, hatred's a strong word, but like just like an annoyance of people that are like too confident. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's probably fake too. A lot of yeah. people fake com- confidence like that. And, uh, and like sometimes it's good to brag about yourself, but I, I, I like the, I like the like, I did this thing and I, I'm proud of myself for doing this thing. Like, like that's kind of nice to see sometimes, but I, I feel what you're saying. Like, it's just oh, God, like, yeah. Like, I mean, even um, like, it's funny too. Cause I, I was talking to like one of my friends about this, but like when someone you love is succeeding mm. and they're like putting something on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that's like, I just got this thing and I am so proud of myself and I work so hard and I'm just going to sit here and be happy about it. And I'm always like, oh my God, I'm so proud of them. And I love them right? so much. But if it's someone you don't like, you're like, Haha, what a fucking loser. Right? <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Do you have like certain specific goals in your life in terms of career? Like certain things that you want to accomplish? Um, I mean, like, there's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I would like to be like a showrunner someday. I would like to like, mm. maybe not of the show, but I would like to, you know, create my own show and oh just God. keep like moving up the ladder the best that I can. Cause like, even this right. year, like, oh my God, like I, I've been working on 22 minutes for so long. And then like Mark Critch got his own show and he hired me to work on it. And I'm going to start crying. Cause it was like literally like life changing. Like I've always wanted to get into like scripted TV and stuff. And like, yeah. And I just like, I just really didn't think it was going to happen ever. Um, and then he like hired me for his show and Aww. I like love working on it so much and it's so nice. So like, that was like a huge step for me. And then, um, you know, and like, I don't know, I like, I'd like to start like pitching my own stuff, even just to get some, like something into like development, but I mean, I don't, I'm just really happy like writing on like a cool show set on the East coast that is like, hell yeah. I can relate to a lot. Like it's, it's set in the eighties and it's like both growing up on, it's called son of a critch. It's I, like a, I was going to say, is it that, is yeah, that yeah. one? Okay. Awesome. But yeah. It's oh like, God. I mean, even just like watching the first episode, it was like, it's like set in the eighties and it's like, Oh, and it's like, but it's very East Coast. And I'm like, I recognize those mugs, you know? Oh and my it's like, God, that's so, so It's funny. just like really cool to be working on that. And then, uh, you know, but like yes. that felt like a huge career step for me. And then like, you know, one day, like I would like to just like me- maybe have my own show and like even in, de- if it doesn't even need to get made, but like, you know, pie in the sky goals. Like I would love to get a show made, but like get a show even in development, you know, like right? something that I write myself that comes from my own little brain yeah and heart yeah and all these things you're doing is like giving you the skills to potentially get to there which is so fucking cool like yeah like ah like i love when i see people who are like literally thriving like in their passion field because i feel so bad for people who aren't loving their jobs Mm -hmm. i really do i'm like work is so much of our life and there's gonna be frustrations with any type of job you have but like to not enjoy going to work like oh my god well i was even thinking about that like when i was ranting about the fucking cake (laughs) the cake and cards (laughs) like i hated that job so much and i stayed i stayed in it for way too long and i know it's like easier said than done but like honestly like life's really short and you never know what's gonna happen so like if there's something you want to do like 
try your ass off to do it. Yeah. When did you start writing? I mean, I've always wanted to be a writer, like, and it really didn't start happening for me until I started doing stand up, ironically, because, like, right. you know, stand up, I'm kind of like, like, I like doing stand up, but um, it was more like a, a way of like showing off that I'm funny so that people would hire me for writing gigs. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's a very complimentary thing to do in addition to the writing. They marry really good together. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, comedy in Canada, like, I mean, I was, writing like I mean, if you look at the credits of every comedy show in the country it's mostly stand-up comics right um yeah, which yeah, is kind of like a thing i found out later but i was like writing stuff and like throwing it out there and like trying to get an agent and no one was hiring me and then uh i started doing stand-up and it was like oh um mtv's hiring oh 22 minutes is hiring and then i started getting gigs just from hearing it through like stand-up people like i made right. friends and like you hear just like oh like this places taking submissions and stuff so it's just like it's the best like every anytime someone asks me for advice on how to start writing i'm like do stand up because like even you know uh like i i'm hoping not that i have anything to do with the hiring but like with 22 minutes i'm like there's like such a good community of like really funny people like why don't like and you know forever we were kind of like travis Lindsay should do warm-up travis Lindsay should do warm-up and then all everyone on the writing staff got covid or like didn't get covid but got exposed to covid and then they had no choice and they were like let's bring in travis Lindsay and then uh like to do warm-up and then he fucking annihilated and he still does and like and then yeah they hired him as a writer and like a correspondent and all this stuff but like i want them to do that with more people right like take their chance on more people well yeah like yeah like and also it costs them less money if people are local so yeah yeah hey there you go so do stand up if you want to get into writing is there anything else that like aspiring i know so many uh comics here that are like i want to get into screenwriting and i i want to write sketch comedy what else can people do to like move that forward i actually have a sketch that i'm very very proud of that i would fucking love to send to somebody um but i don't have no i have no fucking clue how to do that i mean i can i can hook you up with like the there's there's a i can i can hook you up with the info i'll i'll uh, yeah yeah, that would be great. I'll do that because, like, once this is done, because I think <laughs> that I think there's so many. Like, when you do stand up, it opens the door for all these other avenues. Oh yeah, that people don't realize acting too. Mm-hmm. Do you act? I try to. Um, I not to. not great. <laughs> not the best actor. <laughs> no, I was gonna say because like so you talk a lot about like wanting your own show, wanting to be a showrunner, which by the way fully support you'd be amazing um but would you ever want to be like acting in your own show or like well i mean like say like for 22 minutes like i mean they had auditions this summer and uh they hired stacy and stacy's like the best in the biz and i was kind of like toying myself i was like should i like audition for this and i was like in hindsight i'm like thank god i didn't because they all would have made fun of me (laughs) when they saw my audition tape but like (laughs) no i actually like i can deliver a joke really well i think like especially if i'm writing it i know exactly how i want it delivered and i think i would I think I would like nail it on the desk for that show. Like uh, a, a new study shows. Like, and I've got, right. like, I've got this great voice. I'm kidding. It's <laughs> terrible. But um, like, but in terms of like characters, like acting is just such a thing that I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like you need, you need to study it. You yeah. need to take classes. Um, you like need to be in the moment because when the few times I've tried to do it, it's like, oh, I've memorized my lines and now I'm saying them. Like memorizing your lines alone for me is like incredibly difficult. So like <sighs> to 
say other people's lines while like being completely in the moment feels com- like super crazy. I think I just overthink, I overthink it. And, oh uh, yeah. 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 So I think that like, it's one of those things, maybe I would have been good at it if I started it young, but at this point I'm like two in my own head to do it. Mm, yeah, memorization is ugh, even just with stand up jokes. I can't seem to memorize. I mean, big time issues with, with memorization. And I think it's just, don't put the work in. I just don't practice enough at home. And I know that's what you're supposed to do just just literally just practice word for word what you're saying and like repetition and all of that Mm -hmm. but it's it's yeah actors seeing actors do that it's just like and there's just like a there's a thing that like if you're doing like an impression for instance it's like you can hear things in other people's voices and like their facial expressions that you can choose to like bring out. And I just don't, I don't have that. I can't be like, I'm going to do my George W. Bush right now. <laughs> like right. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. My gosh. So would SNL be like kind of a goalpost for you? Would you ever want to eventually get there? Oh, like to write? Not yeah. definitely not to perform. Cause I don't think that would be an option. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I almost feel like I'm too old for it now, but I mean, who knows? Like, who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like let's not like shut down <laughs> your goals before they even start. But uh, right? let's, like, I mean, I've applied for it like a few times. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, I, never, I mean, I haven't gotten it. So well, uh, whatever. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. What a world. What a world that is. Uh, I'm fascinated about it because I, I do think, like I said, I think there's so many funny people out there and they don't realize they don't realize their potential. Oh, totally. And it's like we got to tap into that more and like go for it. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, I'm so glad that there's like especially more like women doing comedy in Halifax because like, oh, you know, yeah. when I first started coming here, it'd be like all dudes. And now like I think you know that show I saw you at when it was like all women and it was that, that Halloween show and I was like oh my god so nice isn't it awesome yeah yeah we are actually like surging with new comics here right now um and like the ladies nights like you can't like you're not guaranteed to get on every ladies night show because there is so many which is a fabulous problem to have oh, yeah because it's like oh sweet there's a lot of us now it's uh, yeah that show we did a dark side also was very uh oh someone my God. someone came up to me after and was like this should have been a a, a lady because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was so fun but like so you're enjoying getting back on stage doing stand-up you're enjoying that i do and then um like if i let it go for too long without doing it i like get scared i don't know like yeah. I, I was actually really interested during um like that whole like just for laugh showcase process, like seeing people here. Um, I was cause people seem very stressed out and, uh, <laughs> and I was just like always like, I'm, I'm always really stressed out, but like almost to like, uh, relieve my own stress. I was kind of trying to tell people cause I've done it before. Uh, but like people seem like really stressed out. And so like, you know, I found it like very comforting for me to have to be like there there it's okay like don't be too stressed because i get so stressed but like right some people were like really fucking stressed yeah that whole thing like yeah i mean i, I just kind of sat back and watched it happen but i was just like anytime the word showcase is involved in comedy i think oh, people yeah. get stressed oh my god and like i love doing stand-ups uh stand-ups <laughs> i love doing stand-up <laughs> when there's like no stakes like when you're yeah, just kind of like oh you're doing you. you're doing a show and like there's you know 15 people in the audience and like who cares like you, you're never gonna see them again i'm like great like i'm gonna Perfect. i'm gonna i'm gonna go murder right and then um as soon as there's like someone there to to just like check you out or whatever like judge you yeah judge you like 
even if it's not like a just for last person, if it's like, I don't a booker know, or, or like, you know, like if like Ron James is in the audience, like literally, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, there's a person who is good at this thing I'm going to do. Uh, I get so stressed. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why I just said Ron James. I, I honestly would be, he's great. He's a great comic. I would be stressed if Ron James was in the audience. Well, the, 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 the fact that you have to, I think some people rise to that occasion of like wanting to impress people and they, they nail it. I buckle under pressure. I'm like, I don't want to know you. I don't want friends and family to be watching me. Like, I don't want pressure. Yeah. And for me, it always it's never gone badly. I think it's just like a fear of the unknown. Like, I'm always afraid that I'm going to get like they call it in sports. They call it the yips because I used the to play yips. I used to play sports and stuff, too. And like and I did. I remember there was one soccer game that I just completely like buckled under pressure. And I had like a wide open shot in front of the net of this like really like high stakes game. And I completely like shanked oh, no. it over the net. And so I think it kind of goes back to that if we're getting into like my psychology. Oh, uh, that was a Core, what they call a core memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now I'm like, anything with pressure, I'm always like, am I going to ruin the game for everybody? I don't mm-hmm. know. Fuck. I always say I would love to run a comedy show that the thing about it is the comics can't watch you. Oh, interesting. Because I find one of my biggest stresses in stand-up is trying to impress my comedy colleagues. And I shouldn't be, because... They're not the audience, bitches, but I do think it's interesting. It would be interesting to see how people do without other comics watching them. And so it's oh. just them and the audience. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, I see a lot of comics trying to do that, too. Yeah, like just do jokes for like their friends and playing to the back of the room. Yeah. Yeah. Just like wanting to impress those people. I mean, but, but at the same time, so much of like comedy is watching your the pros and observing so like but this wouldn't be that show <laughs> i don't think be- i could do the show though because i don't know if i could survive <laughs> telling jokes without hearing a travis Lindsay high-pitched like <laughs> i don't think he realizes how treasured that laugh is oh my god i love it so much it's so great it's so great so okay so you can't take compliments oh yeah you that's, have, where, that's where i started from. you okay. have some issues with pressure yeah or feeling pressure Anything else? Are are you happy? <laughs> are you? Do you have depression? Do you have anxiety? I don't think so. Like, which is oh! cr- crazy. I mean, like, I have anxiety as much as like any other normal person does. But yeah, everyone has. Uh, like, I I had one panic attack in my life. That's it. Like, oh. I feel very lucky that I only had one in the inside a fucking. Uh, oh my god, what are those called? Like a. It's like this chain of Vietnamese restaurants in Toronto. What? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember, but I was just like, like, and I mean, I've never really understood panic attacks um, mm. or like anxiety attacks. Are they the same thing? I actually, like, I, this is apparently right. not. And I, I didn't know that either. Okay. Cause like, I mean, I, I always assumed it was like, they were because of something. And then this just like out of nowhere, it was like, I can't really have to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. From what I understand of it, panic attacks are more very serious for a short amount of time like it's like and very physical like i can't breathe world's closing in and anxiety attacks can be like you could have an all-day anxiety attack but it's just less it just feels less like serious in a compressed amount of time if that makes sense because because i used to think i had panic attacks 
turns out I was just like super fucking anxious and there were more like anxiety attacks. See, I've also, I mean, I've been to therapy. Like I went like, I think for like a month and then my therapist said something weird to me. And then I like, uh, asked <laughs> really? my, I asked my friends, I was like, is this normal? And then they're like, no, get oh, out of there. No. So, um, and then I just got too lazy to look for another therapist. Cause I just don't want to have another bad therapist. Um, oh, but I do, I do respect therapy like so much. And I'm done. Like I literally have in my phone, find a therapist. And then like the alarm will go off. And then I'm like, I'll do that again soon. Like well, I just keep putting it off because it's a big, um, costly investment. And I, I mean, I know that there's zoom therapy, but I move all the time. Like I've never in the same place. So it's like really hard to figure out where to get one. Also, I feel like if I'm in LA, like I feel like all therapists there are like crazy. Like, well, I have an audition later, but I'm going to be your therapist for now. Like, <laughs> Trying to make it in Hollywood mm -hmm. while also unlocking people's traumas. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. Every time I hear someone say my therapist, I'm like, ooh, someone has someone has their shit together. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm dying to go to therapy, though. Like, Me I mean, I, I think I it's it. like so important and I just don't. Uh, so yeah. like, that's why I'm like, I don't know if I am not depressed or have anxiety, but like I'm pretty well-functioning human yeah. i guess well, maybe you've just found a way to deal with the things that you struggle with i mean that's, i think it's i think it's the positive music that's <laughs> listen get that serotonin in ya with some carly ray some nsync what are the other names that come to mind when you think of people you're obsessed with so you said carly ray you've gone through nsync like music wise yeah Oh my God. Who's on my, who's on my tunes. Um, they'll like every so often they'll be like, I like, I'm literally like a child. Like there'll be like one like random like show tune from like a Broadway show that I'll be like, I have to listen to this 700 times. Uh, and then, I mean, I love Britney. I love Christina. It's fun too. Cause like when I was, a, when I was younger, like it was like, you can't like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. You can't like Britney and Christina. You can only like one. And then, so now I'm like, I can like both now. Cause I'm an adult. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But you, if you had to pick though, gun to your head. Oh, I'm at Britney and Zink all, all the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who else is uh, Robin? Obviously, we've said Carly Ray. Um, 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 it's mostly like now, like without minus the InSync, that's like a lot of like female artists. Yeah. I love Ariana Grande. I love her too. I'm going to forget somebody that's going to drive me nuts. Uh, oh, God. I'm like, I'm really back into old Mariah Carey. Nice. I have a friend who's like whole personality. Well, not all of who she is, but a big chunk of her personality is the fact that she's obsessed with Mariah. Ugh. Everything about Mariah. My friend, like when my friend Britt, uh, she looks exactly like old Mariah Whoa. Carey. Every time I see her, I'm like, Ugh, Mariah. <laughs> oh, I mean, she's a star, a born star. Truly. S Club 7. I love S, S Club 7. S Club 7. Where'd they at now? Are they still around? Oh, no. They're very sad. Like, there's, ah! I, I love a lot of uh, bands that it's like, do not Google them. <laughs> you'll get, Yikes. You'll, then you'll get depressed. Yikes. Yeah. That's that's a whole other thing. Like, the uh, where are they now? I'm literally thinking of all the t-shirts that I own. Oh, my like, God. Oh. Like, I mean, because like I'll go see concerts all the time that uh, are like so dumb. Like, I went to see Aqua. Like uh, I did, too. That was so fun. <gasps> so fun. Yeah. No, I'm all about the uh, Avril Lavigne is coming to Halifax. <gasps> yeah. In May. I can't believe I'm missing that. I'm so sad. It's so expensive. She does strike me as the kind of person, though, that would be like, hi, I'm Avril Lavigne and I'm only playing my new stuff. You know what? 
I feared that. I looked up set lists of hers and she does a good mix. Oh, from, what I'm, good. from what I'm seeing. I will do that before concerts. I'm pretty shameless about that. I will look up what I'm going to hear. Oh, same. I can't not. It's right. Impossible. I'm like, I want to be prepared. If a song comes up that like I haven't listened to in a bit. I'm going to feel shitty. So I need to prepare for this. Like it's a test. Oh my God. Do you know who I saw recently? So, uh, my friends from Toronto were, were like going to Montreal for the weekend and I like met them in Montreal and we went to see Mitski. Do you know who Mitski is? I don't. Okay. So many people don't know who Mitski is, but like when people hear about Mitski, you're like, oh my God. Or like, they're like, oh my God, Mitski. But, um, she had like a really big song on TikTok. I was was definitely the oldest person at that concert. Um, okay. Besides the friends that I was with, but, um, it's basically like I would describe her as if the girl from the ring sang pop music. Ah, <laughs> that's great. It was really good. Is it like kind of darker stuff? It is like more depressing than I typically lean. It's <laughs> definitely not like S club <laughs> and follow. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'll check them out. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Man, oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's there's so many. I mean, I could talk about music's like my first love. I feel like. See, I mean, I love talking about music with you. I usually get embarrassed because so many people are like, Ugh. Like they no. don't, they don't appreciate the pop. Well, why is pop? Why is there a stigma on pop music? I don't know. All I know is that like the heart wants what it wants. And uh, <laughs> I've tried so hard to like the bands that boys have taught or have told me to like. And I'm like, I can't. Right. But like, are there's you- some, there's some I like, but you know, I just remember being in university and everyone being like, you got to listen to John Mayer. And I was like, <laughs> Wilco, uh. Wilco, or like Dave Matthews band. I, I mean, I was going to say Dave Matthews band too, but right. Like, oh God. Yeah. Well, because it was a thing like that. It wasn't cool to like popular music. Like you would be considered a sellout if you liked popular music. And I'm like, I fucking love this shit. I like this shit better than anything else. Oh my God, me too. Right? Yeah, like I just want some uh, Swedish man in a factory to like build me a song that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a Swifty? I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call myself a Swifty in that I'm not like a stan, but um, I do love Taylor Swift. I can't. She's undeniable. Yes. Okay, great. I do. I do like asking people that just because I'm like, I do think that there's firmly two people either you're like in or out with Taylor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And like those who are out are really out. Oh, I know. But like, I mean, and I used to be kind of like, oh, she's like, I don't know. I don't even know why. Like, honestly, like the reasons that I probably didn't like her is just because of stuff that the like media like taught me. Like, I mean, it was, it was mostly when she was going through her whole like insincere, like me, I won an award kind of (gasps) the surprise face was such a thing for a time. And like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, have you watched the, um, the Netflix documentary? Uh, Miss Americana, like the documentary about her. No, it's, actually, it's really good. I Ooh. highly recommend. Like, because you'll get a really good look into like just how fucked up things were with like the Kanye stuff, and like she had an eating disorder that she didn't really tell anyone about, and like all of this crazy. Oh my god, she's so skinny though. I'm like, oh, she yeah. can, she can wear she clothes. Eating. Yeah, Ugh. and she was like saying how like like that 1989 era was like she was like super skinny, and but like she wasn't eating and she's like six feet tall Ugh, I know. it's like the, the gro- it's the gross like old lady in me but like when people are that skinny i'm like oh you're so sick but it looks amazing <laughs> <laughs> right but that's yes i feel the same way and it feels like it's not cool to be that way anymore you have to be 
It's all about body acceptance, body positivity. Well, I mean, that's better for everyone. That is better for everybody. I, like, you know, if you're naturally like six feet tall and like a hundred pounds, I'm like, and you're you can still eat food and stuff, like my God, I'm so jealous of you. Cause you can also wear a tube top. Yes. Tube tops were such a thing. Like I remember I just think of Taylor Swift wearing a tube top and like a ball gown skirt to like the Grammys yes. or something. And I'm like, you look so good. I'm so yeah. jealous. She was so skinny. I'm gonna drink more of this beer. <laughs> But hey, I mean, she's she's actually like quite a healthy weight at this point. Like it's it's oh, nice to great. see. It's nice to see. And she's friends with Katy Perry again. That's awesome. Oh, that's my girl. That's my. Uh, I don't. And none of them are dating John Mayer, which is a great thing for Isn't everybody. That awesome. What a fucking yeah. He got a bunch of Jessica Simpson, Katy Taylor, oh my Jennifer God. Anderson. He's such a piece of shit. I hate that guy so Truly. much. Truly. Listen to the Blind Item podcast I was talking to you about about uh, John Mayer. It might only be on the Patreon though, but uh, I'm oh. like I'm deep into this. Blind Are you item signed stuff. up on the Patreon? It's so worth it. Oh my God. I love that. I'll give you my password. You can, you can use uh, my Patreon. Love it. Okay. You should, do you have a Patreon for this? You should. I used to, and I don't, I technically I still do, but I just don't have time to like give people extra content. Mm. Is my thing. I feel bad. I would feel bad to like ask for money and then like not give any rewards. Yeah. Um. That said, the podcast is on a big upswing. So who knows? Who knows what ha- will happen? I'm my thing with the podcast is if, if you ever like, talk to anybody put in a word for me but i'm trying to get on comedy networks like a comedy podcast network because that would just like increase exposure and all of that oh totally so that's kind of my goal with it um and if i don't get there i'm gonna treat it like how taylor treated not winning a grammy for reputation and i will just make a better podcast (laughs) like when she didn't get nominated for uh reputation she just said i'll just i'll i'll make a better album and then she came up with lover well the grammys are messed up oh yes i haven't talked about that whole thing on the podcast yet the well like the chris rock and will smith thing oh, that was slap. fucking insane oh it was nuts yeah did you watch it live yes oh. i uh, so that was the night that i went to yuck yucks and two girls got in a fight during my set and i was what? like oh this is the craziest thing that will happen to oh, me shit. tonight oh, and no. then uh and then i also like i i do a joke about how i've never uh i've never uh made love to a gentleman with abdominal muscles and then a guy <laughs> uh came up on stage and what? like showed his abs at me and like I he was got like, on the stage he got on the stage and like right beside me and like flaunted his abs. And I was like, this show is nuts. Um, and then I, then I went home and I was like, wow, what a crazy night. And then Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face. And I was like, whoa. I, yeah, I wasn't watching live or anything, but like I was just on my phone and someone's status was just literally Will Smith just hit, just slapped Chris Rock. And my first thought was like, oh, it must've been like a really crazy bet. And I then, thought it was a bit too. Like right? it looked so fake. Yeah. And like, and then you watch it and you're like, holy fuck. This is the real but deal. But like, I mean, yeah, you didn't really get a, a sense because it looked fully like a bit, like a fake, like poom. And then you're like, oh, wow. Well, like Chris Rock really sold the shit out of that. And right? then, um, and then when he sat down and he was like, get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. mouth. It was like, oh boy. And like, just the look on his like Chris Rock's face. Oh my God. I was just like, oh, shit. And like, you never know how you're going to react in that kind of like, I, uh, yeah. It's like almost like a st- you're just stunned. Oh, totally. What the fuck just happened? 
And like, I have no idea. Yeah. No one remember. No one will ever remember that Oscar ceremony ever again. Like I, I love the Oscars and I had no idea who won anything. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all cray cray. Um, okay. Last segment, Heidi. And then I shall release you to the world. <laughs> um, okay. Last segment is the unpopular opinion segment. Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. And a lot of people will ask me because they think it's very similar to rant. Um, I think unpopular opinion is like, what would you say at a host party that would make everyone go (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) and turn like rants are universal. You know, they're a little more universal, but unpopular opinion is like, okay, what, what do you think that might be considered unpopular? I mean, I feel like I've already used up all of my like, uh, music nerd stuff, but like, uh, so I want to talk about InSync a little bit more. Yes, let's um, do it. I'm going to actually put it right on you. Give you your moment. Oh my God. It's just you. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I wouldn't even call this an unpopular opinion because I feel like it's the right opinion. But, um, so I, again, like forgot about boy bands for a while, started watching during the pandemic, like InSync videos and like live videos again. And then, um, like I saw, so everyone loves Justin Timberlake. And then, uh, my favorite is JC Chazay. And I was yes. like, how the hell did anyone not make that guy a superstar? He has the nicest singing voice I've ever heard in my entire goddamn life. He's like the best. He's like the male Whitney. I mean, maybe not, maybe not Whitney, but like he's like he's got the most beautiful angelic voice I've ever heard in my life. Whereas like Justin Timberlake is singing like yeah yeah he's got like the most nasal annoying voice he's wearing cornrows he's wearing he's like beatboxing and stuff and then i was like this guy's so handsome he looks like a disney prince he's got the most gorgeous voice i've ever heard he was right there and even i remember being like i mean i love justin timberlake he's so hot and i am just like how did we not make this person famous like how do we choose justin timberlake over jc chazay is we, all like, we slept on him. We slept on him. And I like got really nerdy about it over the pandemic. And like, uh, you know, uh, like there's people on Twitter who agree with me. Uh, I've engaged with them. Ah! <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like, but like if I say to people like, well, you know, Justin Timberlake's not even the most talented one in NSYNC. Everyone's like, first of all, Heidi, this is like the third time you brought it up in sync tonight. <laughs> Please shut up. Uh, but like it is an unpopular opinion. Like it is. Yeah. There there's a person that we allow to be so famous that he mm. continues to like go on Jimmy Fallon and be so annoying, even after he's done such horrible, horrible things. And then there's another guy who just lives in LA, minds his own business, who's just got this voice box that is like, he's, he's still super hot, by the way. Um, I'm like, I just want him to make a comeback so badly. I like check the internet once a week to see if he's like going to make new music. And no, nah, did nah. he ever do anything solo? He did, but I mean, and this is, I've done a deep dive on the internet. Cause like I was really bored during the pandemic, but, um, like it basically was like the record label gave Justin Timberlake, like bajillions of dollars to make him a star. And it has a lot to do with Britney. Like he dated Britney and he was really hot at the time. Like Britney and Justin, da, 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 da. And then gave, uh, JC like $5 and wouldn't let him release his album until like 2004. That's like a fucking shame. Anyway, that is my 
Uh, like no. hot, hot take that is like, you know, when you just feel gross because you've just been so nerdy and like revealed like the stuff that you do on your own. It's like I just revealed like I just I look at porn all day and I'm like, no, I don't I don't watch that much porn. I just look at like pictures of JC Shazay and I'm like, oh, my God, make a comeback already. How old is he? Let's see. Oh, God, he's like 45. He's is pretty old. But uh, well, look, he's still looking great. I'm just Googling. Is he? He must have kids. Uh, actually, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I feel the same way about uh Brian from Backstreet Boys. I feel like but Nick, he's like a Trump supporter. Oh no! I you didn't know, know that? No, I didn't. Oh, so, fuck. like, make relieve my sort of like grossness right now. Like, is there anything during the pandemic that you just got like really into? Like, what did you do with your spare time? Was there anything that you're like? Did you were you just a normal person who watched TV or did you like no I have do it. like nerdy stuff? Uh, I have it. It's ASMR. Ooh. Yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with like I know it's cool to binge shows and I it's shocking to me that I still haven't gotten into RuPaul's drag race. Because I should. <gasps> and You'd love it. It's so good. I know. And yet, what do I do when I have free time? I listen to people tap on microphones. I don't, I can't explain it. It's the only thing that makes me relax. That's awesome. And like, it's, it's, but it is embarrassing when it's like, you pull up my like YouTube, like suggested videos. It's just like, I just like laid on a couch and I, uh, listened to people like whisper to me and I fell asleep. See the thing with that, I hate ASMR because the same thing that most people get from ASMR, like I, I, I've heard it's like, like your head's being massaged kind of like by sound. Yeah. Brain tingles. But when I listen to it, I get like a shiver up my spine yeah. and like, and it's like, it like tickles my back and I like that. Can't, I can't deal with it. Uh, I wonder if you were listening to, was it only in one ear? I mean, at both ears. It's, okay. it's literally been since I was a little kid too. Like I remember being a kid being and hearing specific voices and being like, stop. I have that. Oh, but I also love ASMR. But I find the thing is, is like if someone's whispering just in one ear, I'll get that. Oh, so I, I have to listen to the ones that are like just like fully mono, like in both ears, because it, it does that. I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. I also get that. Oh, well, you can get both. Maybe I'm going to like try it. Maybe you should try it. Like, I don't I don't know. It's I haven't listened relaxing. to it long enough because I I just like immediately hear it and I'm like, stop. Uh. Right. You have to be in the, in the right mood, though. You have to be in the mood to relax. I think to like really get into ASMR, but I got very addicted to it. Like during, during the lockdowns and stuff, like it was, Ooh, it was bad. I'm going to throw out an insane theory. Um, but I heard that with the stuff that I have, like with the back weird tingles and stuff, um, it's because you were born premature. Were you born premature? I was born a day late. Okay. Maybe the theory is wrong then. <laughs> oh, that's interesting though. I wonder why. I don't know. I like sometimes Google stuff and I'm like, <laughs> even though, even though like I literally work on like a political satire show that is like, let's, let's like be smart about this. Like, let's like, you know, no mis- misinformation. Yeah. But then in my spare time, I'm like, oh, like people get back tingles because they're pre- born premature. Also uh, like, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake did nine 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's all that. Yeah. TikTok's not great for all that. Like TikTok will throw out like really crazy theories. Like there was one theory going around that like if you had a certain freckle on your arm, you were a witch. Ah! So it's like this video of like, do you have this? Br-? And I actually think I have it. I think it's this one. Um, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a witch. <laughs> oh, I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Right? It's just like this stupid. I truly think you could you could make up one 
And if you say it with enough confidence on TikTok, it'll take off. That's so funny. So you should start this. You oh should start God, the, yes. the ASMR premature. <laughs> and then people will start coming out of the woodwork being like, oh my God, she's right. <laughs> and then I'll be, I'll go huge on TikTok. Oh, you yeah. on the TikTok? Um, I observe. I ah. do not create content. Although like, I mean, yeah, there's a whole thing with LA and like comedy shows. Like I'm not trying to be a comic down there, but uh, it's, it sounds so annoying. Like if you want to get on shows, they like look at your TikTok numbers and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. I'm- really? In LA? <laughs> Shut. Yeah. It's like social media is like a big thing down there and it sounds so irritating. Anyway. Oh man. Well, maybe, maybe we'll see honey on, on the TikTok. <laughs> I know. So many reluctant talks. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know what might like blow up you never know you can just do it see what happens yeah i gotta find my thing i mean your thing could be you could talk celebrity stuff i feel like a lot of people do that though maybe i'll maybe i'll just do a dance i'll 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 dance that'll be my thing oh my god that's so funny well this was an absolute joy this is so fun thanks for having me thank you so much for doing that i'm so glad that i i got my first comic back yeah first comic on the podcast now now we're turning for another episode thank you so much and um where can people keep up to date with you not on tiktok not on tiktok (laughs) she's not on the tiktoks i'm on twitter oh yes twitter at heidi brandare i just deleted my facebook because i also it was my birthday recently and i do not like it when people wish me happy birthday on the internet i don't know why it's like march 25th uh yeah happy belated thank you but yeah i'm like i'm so weird i'm like ugh old acquaintances no thank you don't wish me happy birthday so i like deleted my facebook um but then i'm on instagram at heidi brander my my lucky thing is that my name is pretty unique so most of the heidi branders are me brander (laughs) yes on the subject of birthdays i'm i'm one of those people i wanted to be like you and be like i don't care uh on my birthday which was march 5th both march babies um I was like, why is no one writing on my wall? And I got so pissy about it. And I got in this bad, cranky mood. Found out that I had a setting turned off. <laughs> it was the, it was the weirdest so moment. It was oh, just wait. like, I, I don't care about birthday greetings, but I, I'd like a couple wall posts. And like, <laughs> I got so like, I take my birthdays very seriously. Do you, do you take birthdays like, are you intense about your birthday? I was like, it's like the theme party thing. Like I was in my twenties and then I turned 30 and had like literally the <laughs> best party I've ever had in my time. It was wig yes. themed and I had a bucket of wigs and if like everyone had to wear a wig and if they weren't wearing a wig, there was a bucket that they could just like take a wig from. And it was just like so much fun. It was so much fun. That's and phenomenal. that was my 30th birthday. And then I uh, was like, okay, I'm done. Uh, like Birthdays are done for me. 30 is a big one. So it's a good one to like go out on a bang with. Mm. But that's a phenomenal idea. Wig party. That's so fun. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I got to let Heidi go. But like, thank you so much again. Thanks for having me. So fun. I love I love our music talks. I (laughs) still think we should start a Carly Rae podcast. I'll hold you to it. (laughs) It's so fun. I just I just love talking music. You talk about it all night. Um, So thank you for also scratching my itch of, <laughs> of pop music and do the honors Heidi actually hold up the bell I actually oh. didn't ring the bell at all what does that mean uh, the bell is like positive reinforcement I oh. should have been ringing it ding a ding ding that means Ooh. we're done cool thank you Heidi thank you for listening to the intoxicated podcast 
If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by The Messiness of Life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject.